Alright, um, Flask, I think you've prepared a special jingle for this episode. Oh. You can go ahead and get it going. Yeah, it's Greg's death rattle. Ugh. What's that? <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, welcome to the Broken Campfire podcast where uh, we are podcasting despite the quarantine. So uh, take that, Mr. Man. I Fuck wanted to you. talk a little bit more about how everybody is doing, but let's get everybody's names out there first. We are joined by the King of Keeley, John. Hey, it's great to be here. How y'all doing tonight? Uh, we've got our producer, Flask. Hello. And uh, the man with the death rattle himself, Gregory. Hello. We've got Brendan, one of our survivors from New York. Didn't see you come in. <laughs> and our, our other survivor from New York, Vito. <coughs> uh, Vito, we'll, let's start with you. You've had kind of an interesting run about it, but... Uh, well, I guess, you know, it's kind of in general for our everybody, but I know Vito's got some stuff to say. Uh, we're in the middle of a global pandemic right now. The coronavirus. Uh... And yeah, Vito, how has that affected your daily life? Dude, it's under control. Trump's got it under control. Don't worry about <laughs> it. We've had the best response out of all the countries. They love us. Um, nah, it's, it fucking sucks. Um, it's put a lot of shit in my life on hold. Um, I work in a restaurant. And we uh, basically have to close. We're going to serve takeout. Um, we'll see how that goes, but we, we basically have to close. So all my, uh, employees are out of a job for who knows when they're all freaking the fuck out. Well, what is the time frame given to you guys right now? Like there's no time weeks, frame. Right? It's just, Oh, it's, indefinite. I mean, I, I think there's estimates for two weeks, but there is no, I don't think there's a end. Uh, there's no end to this, uh, mandate right now. It's just as of oh, today, um, we, we, we have to, um, we can't open, only only take out. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's just the big thing right now. So we're just trying to adapt our business model, see if we could, um, um, you know, adjust to a uh, current situation. Man, and you guys just found out about that like yesterday? Yeah, I mean, if you've been paying attention, you could you see it, it coming, coming, but you know, we're a little hopeful. Um, and this all has been a little unpredictable. Right. So. Wow. That sucks. Hopefully things, uh, yeah, fucking sucks. Are, I had a vacation go, plan go, go this summer. Far than people assume. I was just about yeah. to buy an apartment. So a lot of things on hold, uh, because of this whole thing. Oh, you're buying an apartment on hold because of this? Well, I'm actually, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to back out because I, oh, wow. I, yeah, it's really unfortunate. Um, but I'm really, really grateful that I had not yet purchased it. I was like in contract, but I had not uh, finalized it. Because uh, let's let's be honest here, man. Was it seeing how much better that apartment in the game that Greg played was? Was that what did it for you? Yeah, those floors I mean, that was were so nice shiny. <laughs> You know, I don't want to be that guy, but we kind of scheduled to have a party at your <laughs> new apartment. And right now you're saying there's 
Well, I mean, to, to me, it's not like there's not going to be a new apartment, so where's... You did confirm the party. You confirmed the party. Still, wait a minute, he still there's... has the beach house. The yeah, beach, well, got... no, James Franco said the beach house. <laughs> nah, nah, he, he's moved on. He's moved on? Yeah, he well, moved empty. Yeah, still got well, that, but there's no, there's no gatherings. There's no gatherings of, like, more than ten people allowed. Yeah. All right, well, there's not ten of us. Uh, there's seven, six, one, two, six. three, six... Shit. You know, that's less than 10. Fuck. I thought I was going to get out of this one. There's no way. Yeah, well, you didn't. We're on our way. All right. Now. We're in transit. Um, And in general, just living in NYC as well. I mean, things have been kind of very, I don't know, I don't want, I want to call chaotic here, but they've been very different, different tone in the air. Everybody seems to have this on their mind. Is there like a lot of anxiety in the city? Like, is the city like freaking out or what yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a mix. some people into. some people just aren't taking it that seriously some people are freaking out like i had people yeah. in the bar today they were just you know walking in like there's no big deal like like yelling and laughing at, at the bar about it i mean i guess sure that's one way for people to kind of decompress deal. about it but um yeah, yeah and the cool. other day on on my break i was walking around in, in the upper west side and I'm passing restaurants that are always packed. They got people waiting on the door, and some of them were completely empty. Just the staff was just waiting around. It's kind wow. of surreal. Yeah. Well, my other business, we close entirely. We, we, if you're a bar, you have to close. If you're a restaurant, you could serve takeout. So now we're serving food to go, uh, but we're also going to serve cocktails, uh, like pre-batch cocktails. I'm going to go in tomorrow and try to sell like quarts of like you know some of the cocktails on our menu for people to take home. Hopefully that um, works out. But yeah, the, that, that you know that's been illegal. But the mayor just said, you know, go ahead for the time. I being. saw that. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I guess in a place like NYC, I don't know exactly where you live or work, but where you, you have a lot more foot traffic and stuff, that kind of thing is less. Of a yeah, I mean, than... the streets are, I guess, a little slower, but it's not like empty. Um, not right. where I am. But I'm sure in the coming days, I mean, I've, you know, there's rumors that there's going to be a uh, curfew and also just uh, like a general uh, qu- like self-quarantine. So I'm sure the streets will empty out soon enough. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's like the city that never sleeps. And like, yeah, it's quiet. Shutting down. Has that quiet. ever happened in the history? Like they literally are shutting down New York City. It's fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've never heard of that happening. Um I've never definitely like everywhere shutting down. I've never seen that happening in my lifetime, like around me, even not just the city, but you know, yeah. But even um, in the important states, too, though, it's like <laughs> it's crazy. All right, enough, enough of you. Um, this is called New York City, <laughs> yeah. We actually have what places about, open normally past nine o'clock, but not anymore. What about you, Greg? You you happen to work in an industry that's been affected by this as well, in the uh, opposite way. Your job's been nuts lately, right? So, uh, thanks to coronavirus, my life is uh, my life is actually miserable. I would like to say. Oh, okay. I work. Uh, I'm a manager in a grocery store. I uh, oops. I have done nothing but listen to people about. All day, uh, complain, uh, tell me I'm going to die. I've been told to fuck off numerous times. Well, that hasn't really changed. 
Well, while while it's true, <laughs> and then this whole thing started, and then yeah, then this thing started, and uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I came in, I was off Friday, I came in Saturday, and uh, basically, I all my pasta was gone, all my water's gone, toilet paper's <gasps> gone, paper towels are gone. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And. Uh, <laughs> So, I've been trying to order the shit, nothing comes in, and uh, they say it's going to be like that for months. That's wild. Have there been any fights yet, like, in the store? Uh, I had, so apparently this morning, a guy stole stuff, and then proceeded, like, uh, I guess the morning girl tried to stop him, and he pushed her to the floor, and, like, ran over her, basically. Holy not, crap. Like, not, like, ran over her with a car, but, like, ran over yeah, <laughs> his... yeah, like, basically, like... <laughs> Basically, like, pushed her to the ground and like stepped over her to get out, and it was fucked up. Excuse me. We had people That's today. Uh, people today were stealing toilet paper from like our public bathroom. Like they were just they were breaking open the thing and stealing the toilet paper from there. Oh my hand. god. So yes. uh, yeah, it's it's not fun. Uh, my life's because of the coronavirus. My life is in uh, shambles. My anime is getting delayed too because of this. Oh, dude! Jesus I'm sorry. Christ! Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's enough. That's it's where awful. shit. That's really what, what I'm. Fuck? That's really what I'm or most upset about. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think some other people have said it, but in all honesty, like, I mean, you're in the opposite position of most people, like myself, or but like, dude, you are doing a great fucking job. I mean, I know that sounds stressful as fuck. And Thank you. I like wouldn't want to be in your shoes, but also at the same time, like you're lucky that you're in a position where you're not going to lose your job. Mostly. Yeah, that's like absolutely. I I always say like I say to myself like I always say I'm like oh man you know it'd be really great if this place closes, really great. But like at the end of the day, I'm like whatever, dude. It's it's a job. Yeah, it's, it's, dude. It's, I don't. I'm, am I the only one who's based? I mean, so I'm the manager, so I haven't lost my job. Like I still. I'm basically the one of the only employees. I'm, the only employees that are left are just the management. We're going to go in and just try to run the place, see if we can make some money. Um, but I, you know, if that doesn't work out, we're just going to close down. Am I the only one in this lobby right now that actually might like lose their job? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I think you. I think you it's are. It's crazy. It's like you feel very uh, vulnerable. You um, do you actually think there's a? Well, I mean, I guess I guess it's uh, hard to tell because of. The uncertainty with how long this lasts, but it, I mean, if, if most if businesses back up again by say May, like this lasts through April, do you think your place is gone, or do you think you guys? Are... No, I I actually am pretty sure that this could last a couple months and we'll just reopen. And the only reason I say that, sorry, is that I think you know the city is at least talking about providing uh, assistance in different ways for tenants. Uh, small businesses, uh, employees who have uh, lost their job. They're talking about, you know, sick leave. So as long as we could get like a good deal on our rent uh, via talking with our landlord or some sort of assistance from the city, but then we're just paying rent and we just kind of have to, you know, hold out. Yeah, Italy has uh, suspended all rent payments and mortgages. Right. So, so that might happen here and then we'll be okay. Um but yeah, so I'll definitely, I'm not going to lose my job like forever if this happens. I don't think, I mean, I didn't think it happened, but I'm pretty sure if everything starts to reopen in a couple months, we'll just reopen like normal and have everybody back. All right. But even then you are 
still in, a, in the fortunate position relative to many of your employees, like you mentioned, because your job is secure, as secure as your business is. But they, they have, they're going whoever knows how long without jobs and how they're going to survive or do they have to find new employment, where they're going to find new employment, that kind of thing. It's exactly. a difficult situ- situation to be in. Yeah. I, I think uh, the city has also made it so that uh, during this period of time, you can't be evicted. So that's I something see. to help out that's people big. who are losing their jobs. Where I mean, I don't know if it works like that, but maybe you could just not pay rent if you can't and you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they want to do something. Yeah. Um, we also have um, a bit more tame comparison to some of that, but uh, Flask, I think you are in a school program that is now hmm. closed, or has it gone on, o- online? Yeah. Uh, the, this, my school has uh, stopped all face-to-face classes, and my teachers are currently transitioning our uh, semesters to uh, online for the rest of the semester. And uh, um, one one of the things I'm doing is, I mean, I'm a film major, basically. So, uh, like, obviously, filming has you, like, out and about in different locations and often working with people, like, close by. So, uh, that, like, it's basically all ruined now, which kind of sucks. Um, and uh, that does suck. I got, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. T- I got, I'm taking three classes this semester and one of them is kind of an older gentleman and we hadn't gotten word from him. We'd gotten word, word from the other two teachers, like a very comprehensive oh, so he's, of, he's uh, having trouble breakdown. And he sends an email out today. That's just empty. Oh, man. <laughs> it just has nothing in it. Okay. So he's still, uh, he's still figuring stuff out, I guess. Um, <laughs> But uh, other than that, like other than just, you know, the uh, sort of uh, redirection of how my assignments are going to be given and then completed. I've heard a lot of that story where like, you know, there's a lot of um, majors, I guess, or whatever um, focuses that you can't teach over the Internet. Like Mm -hmm. one of my friends is a music major and really what it is is their school, I guess, has this really expensive, uh, like, I don't know, production station. And that's how they learn. They're like basically yes. hands-on labs. And you can't do that from home. No. And a lot of people uh, with the, the film stuff, a lot of people depend on the equipment and the uh, the labs, the digital labs at my school to be able to complete their films at all. So um, I, think, I think my teacher in that regard is... Uh, coming up with like alternatives for how to still get the credit for mm. um, film projects without actually going out and filming and using that equipment and such. Uh, but other than that, for me, things are okay right now. Uh, I just I'm 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 in my home now for the long haul. I gotta be honest. If I was <laughs> in school right now, or if this happened when I when I was going to school, I would be so ecstatic. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely absolutely, absolutely. when i first when i first got the news i did have that little bit of like uh subconscious snow day glee that one would get yeah. when you're a kid uh but then that's also countered with the like the rational 
part of your brain that's like, this is bad for everybody, including me. Yeah. It kind of fucks up your life, you know? Yeah. Did you hear yeah. about, I think it was in some uh, uh, country in Asia. I don't remember which one, but um, basically the teachers decided to use a certain app to give out that homework. That was China, Vito. That was China? Yeah. It was some country. Whatever, <laughs> some small country. And uh, so they decided to use a certain app to give out homework. So all the kids... This is, this is such a, a veto move right here. They just downvoted that app, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And got it that. taken down. I did see that. <laughs> That's wild. All right. Um, I have one last got... coronavirus bit, but why don't we go through everybody else and then come back to me? All right. That, that's fine. I don't know if anybody else has anything to say. John and Brandon, I didn't really touch on you guys, so I don't know if you guys have... Uh, a whole lot to say. You guys have anything going on in your life? Uh, I mean, I work. Uh, it's actually been pretty slow. So everyone's, you know, afraid to leave. So I pretty much do nothing all day, which is, I guess, kind of great. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. John, I, I don't think your life's probably been affected all that much, right? Or... I would say my my personal day to day life has changed zero. That's 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 the ideal spot. John is just living a better life than all of us. I was going to say, yeah, maybe we I should don't know, live here too. I don't know about better, but I'm certainly <laughs> living a, a less stressful one. Um, as far as me, I mean, no, nothing really wild on my end either. I, I work in an industry that is more or less entirely unrelated but to anything that coronavirus would affect. But um, I will be working from home for the rest of the week. So that, in a way, kind of, it kind of has that same kind of feel as. Well, my classes online have been canceled, but it's been more stressful because people are actually going to need me to be online for like eight hours. But how do you do your work? online from my own computer chair. You got to do science at home. Did they give uh, you well, like you some papers and test tubes to take home? And they're like, you here's... make Google like. Yeah. A lot of the boring, <laughs> boring side of things like uh, designing test procedures, writing build procedures, oh, like, okay, uh, okay, documenting yeah. stuff that you've done, that kind of thing. Like make, you know, make them goo. Basically, I don't want to get too into specifics, but I've been really busy with building stuff to try to get it to a deadline for months, and I haven't done almost any of the paperwork related to that, and this will give me a good opportunity to take three or four days to do that. But it's yeah. good to know that even people of your caliber procrastinate. Of course. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, <laughs> it's, a miracle, it's a miracle I've, I've gotten this far. Um... um Real quick, uh, I actually just got a text from my Nitro manager. Uh, apparently, someone uh, called out for two weeks because they might have the coronavirus. Great. Ooh, that was one other thing I wanted to touch on. But has any does anybody here know somebody who's sick? No. No. Nope. No. Well, no. Unless this person no. has it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but unless, I don't yeah. think she has it. I think statistically, yeah, like, to know somebody who has it, that, that chance is really small. Right. There's, like, 3,500 or something cases yeah, in, the, the, in the well, United States. Well, reported, but said, still, yeah. like... Yeah. But the, the testing infrastructure in the United States is really in its infancy stages right now. Right. Like, e even in Indiana, just, the te like, on Thursday or Friday, they announced that they had gotten more tests and the, num the numbers that we had practically doubled over the weekend just because of that. Like, it, the, the, to, I guess what I'm trying to say is to know somebody who has it 
and is asymptomatic is probably not that low of a chance at this point. But like to know somebody who has it and is sick is a uh, much lower, I guess. I'll be honest. I am. I'm actually immunocompromised to some extent, so I kind of have to like stay away from people. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't want to know anybody. For sure. Yeah. I don't want to know anybody either. I don't want to know Dude, anybody. Hey, man. We're all on the same all right. page here. Rio, you said you had one last thing about COVID you wanted to get out there. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So, <laughs> you guys ever heard of the, the subreddit Wall Street Bets? Yeah. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't follow that, like, normally. I don't know Explain what... to the viewers at home. It's a subreddit, and... They describe it. They describe it perfectly. I think the description is if 4chan owned a Bloomberg terminal, and it's just like this crazy, like coke fueled, like uh, insanity of people just, you know, talking about investments and what to invest in. Um, but it's it's like so unprofessional. <laughs> uh, it's just wild, and and re- and I think. Generally, I'm probably the worst person to talk about this because I only just found out about it kind of and I've just been following it. But from my understanding, generally, all they do is like basically lose money and they (laughs) and they or they just do wild. It's called Wall Street bets for a reason. Like they just do these wild uh, purchases that, you know, no investor, no professional investor would actually advise. But goose chases. Yeah. Well, yeah, these just these big bets. Um, So generally... I think they don't really make much money at all. It's kind of like a meme in itself. Occasionally someone will post like their big earnings. Uh, But these guys, not that they're doing anything that their strategy has been like very novel, but they kind of figured out, you know, that the market is going to tank. I don't want to say ahead of everybody else, but they, they saw the signs and I think definitely at a point where the media was saying that things weren't going to be so bad. They were already uh, betting that the market was going to tank and their quote unquote, like this is terminology that they use printing money. <laughs> uh, they like, I think that subreddit, it, it's just, first off, it, it just hit a million users um, or subscribers. And it's just uh, people posting, like they're making insane amounts of money, like investing, small amounts of money, like under a thousand dollars and then coming back with like, you know, 500% returns and stuff like that. Wow. Um, yes, it's just been crazy. So I took some advice from that subreddit, which is like what you absolutely should not do. And I made a small, uh, investment. So I'm, I'm hoping it, it pays off, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. None of those people. Know when, what when, doing. when did you make that investment? I made it right during the, uh, the, while uh, we were waiting for you to get ready for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, when I was eating my chicken. No, I made it during the uh, the uh, uh, Trump's uh, statement on Friday. The uh, so you know that the you know that the Dow Jones dropped thirteen points today. Yeah, no, I've been I've been following it. Okay, I, my investment is it's a it's a put it's a it's a bet that the market's going to go down. Oh, so I when the market goes down, I make money basically. So you made money off this. Not, today. No, not yet. I kind of, it's, it's, I don't want to, it's a whole thing to explain on the podcast, but basically I made a purchase and I won't really know if I made money until like a month from now. Um, but it's, it's <laughs> looking that like way. You just gave your money to a guy behind the, 
behind your bar and he's like, hey, look, man, you worried about your job? I got it. You know, give me ten thousand dollars. I'll bring you back a hundred hundred K. You're going to buy us all a new game if you get uh, cash money. Sure. Oh, you heard of me. This is recorded. We're backing out. <laughs> right, the most expensive game I can find on Steam. You know what? I want right. Train Simulator all DLC. Let's let's give our let's give our listeners what they really want. Stop mm-hmm. talking about this whole coronavirus nonsense. And uh, Vito, you got any games you've been playing recently, or shows, or anything to that effect? Uh, my life's been insane uh, because of all of this. So, games. I don't know what we've been playing lately. Just kind of the usual stuff. Human Fall Flat. We just started. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, Warzone, yeah. Warzone. Um, I only played a couple matches with Kurt, and I had a blast. I'm not, like, big into Battle Royales, but I don't know. Uh, Something just about it being Call of Duty. It's a familiar game. Yeah. I could just hop in. I know how to fucking shoot people in that game. I've been doing it for, you know, over a decade. So it's really easy to I I do really enjoy that. Like, how easy it is just to, like, you, you jump in the game, and, like, it's like, oh, wow. This is the same game that I played when I was playing Modern Warfare 2 back on the Xbox 360 in like 2011 or whenever that was. Exactly. It's like, I know how to do this. I could do this. Yeah. Now, as a Battle Royale, does it still have that sense of like survival to it as well? Like you're, you're scavenging? Uh, to, 100%. To an extent. Yeah. But the thing the thing that I like about it, if you don't mind me co- co-opting this for a second, Vito. Yeah. Um, I think that it really plays into the Call of Duty like thing super duper well where it's a game that you're supposed to die quick come back quick and kill some more people it's not a game where you're like you know i'm talking about call of duty in general it's not a game where it's like a low intensity slow breeze type thing you might get one or two kills like siege Hmm. you know you're anyway the battle royale works by just giving you like so many comeback mechanics that even on games where I did poorly, like our team ultimately lost and we didn't place very well, I was still getting three or four kills. Yeah. And those comeback mechanics are, are pretty fun too. Well, so there's you two get... comeback mechanics, right? Or is there more right. than that? No, there's two. So you die, and on your first death, you'll get sent to the gulag. In the gulag, you'll there's it's, there's an arena where one v one fights are happening, <laughs> and when you do your one v one fight. If you win, you drop back into the game. And I think uh, the gulag is like my favorite part of the game, to be honest. It's amazing. It's, it's the awesome. coolest mechanic. You could watch people. You know, you what? You're queued up, so like. Yeah, you, you watch you, your buddies fight, and then you jump in. Yeah. It's a random gun, so like you know, it's not like there's like a meta. It's not like people figuring it out. You know, like you. And then so you jump back in. You, that only happens in your first death. So if you either lose the gulag or you die a second time, you're dead, dead. But then you're similar to apex your teammates can go to a buy station and can purchase a redeployment for you so you'll drop back in so the game gives you like a lot of ways to come back into the fight and that really helps it feel like a call of duty game where it's almost like a team deathmatch you keep dropping in over and over until your team have lost all your all your lives you know what i mean and a little bit less like a like a hardcore PUBG type of survival though it does have that too but certainly to a lesser extent i mean it has the call of duty um radar blips thing so that when people are shooting around you you can see exactly where they're at on your radar and you can run (laughs) up to them you know 
So it's quite a different type of battle royale than yeah. the You're still spawning with super survival just focus a pistol. And then you have to scavenge buildings to find, you know, better gear. Uh, the maps are really cool. That, that's actually a deviation, though. Like, you spawn with a weapon. You spawn with right. a pistol. I guess typically you spawn with what? Like, your fists or Yeah, so it's your fists. You spawn with a pistol or when you set the thing, right? Yeah. In, in Call of Duty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Call, yeah, I'm pretty sure you spawn with a pistol. You do, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to play some more of that. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's free. Wait, how much is it? It's free. Okay. Yeah. War, Warzone is free. It's, it's the it. free component to Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer. It does have Dude, a battle pass. Mm. And a lot of the stuff that you unlock in Warzone are unlockables for the multiplayer for Modern Warfare 2. So it's obvious uh, that right. the, the goal from a business standpoint is to, you know, let players get their fingers wet with a, a little bit of the, uh, the Warzone to get them to buy the Modern Warfare. I might try this, that. This then. is a full. It's like a polished game. It's the. I didn't play a lot of it, but for me, like you know, the networking was was smooth. You hop in a match right away. Um, yeah, I'm sure you would have a, you would have a good time with it, Flask. Yeah, it does sound duper. It's definitely a game that I would pay money for, and it's free. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else, Vito? Anything else? Uh, we started playing Gears Five campaign because we hate ourselves. I see you guys uh, talk about speed runs. What are you talk? What the hell are you talking about? Oh, so, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I haven't been able to install Gears Five via the Microsoft Store for a long time because the Microsoft Store is broken, and the Xbox Game Bar it, it, it just sucks. Um, and uh, I say that. Uh, even aware that Major Nelson could be listening right now. And, probably, uh, probably is. Could be putting a price on my head. But uh, I haven't been able to install it uh, because I, I don't know why. It just wasn't working. You bought Gears 5 through the Microsoft Store? No, the Xbox Game Pass. Game Pass. My oh, Game Pass, like gotcha, I wasn't able gotcha. to install games because I have two Microsoft accounts and it just kept getting confused about which one I was using. Very dumb. Anyway, I installed I was, it the other night. I, I had that exact same thing happen to me once. Yeah, so I, I, I randomly popped on yesterday or two nights ago, and it was working. So I installed Gears Five overnight. So I thought we get on to play it, and we go to uh, continue from where we left off. And my playthrough, they've already beaten it once at least, um, but I never beat it. Uh, so we go to start Act Two, and it says that basically the, this game allows you to play the game before it's fully installed. And my installation froze at like 67%. And when we go to start act two, it says, sorry, you can only play act one. <laughs> so uh, that's lame as hell. Yeah. So we played act one, even though we've all played it before. Uh, and that's the only act I could currently play. <laughs> We're just going to, our only option really is just to speed run act one, see how fast we could beat it over and over again. <laughs> I'll never know what happens in the rest of the game. Got to get those green splits. I don't think you're missing much, but I haven't played it, so maybe that's not fair to say. That's it. I'm, I've been playing uh, a lot of games because I've been very uh, busy trying to not die of the coronavirus. All right. On that happy note, Brendan, we haven't heard from you in a while. What have you been doing recently? Well, the State of Decay 2 update just came out, and we've been playing that a little bit. 
it's, yeah. it's pretty fun to jump back in it. It's not perfect. There's a lot of disconnects, and the game as a whole is pretty tedious. But I don't know, something about it is just kind of fun. Fun scavenging and fighting zombies and, and the co-op. Good is, crew boys. Co-op's a very. You can just jump in. You don't have to set up a lobby or anything. Simple, fun game. I recommend yeah, it. I I just recently did my toes into that for more or less the first time, and I hadn't played the first one. I only played a few hours of it, uh, and uh, I'm I'm having fun. I can definitely see where I can hit a wall with that game. I think the difficulty modes will help because one thing I was thinking after we were all done, we had a big game session that you were there for Knoxville yeah. or Brendan. Uh, I was thinking like, man. This this was a lot of fun, but I don't remember feeling like in danger like at all. But yeah, you uh, definitely gotta turn the update of the uh, difficulty up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything else, Brendan? No, not really. All right, cool. Uh, Greg. Well, I've also been playing State of Decay two, but I've also been playing on Nightmare, and I've lost several communities to. <laughs> Several hor- horrible things happening where I've had one community wiped out by a pack of uh, ferals running into my base, oh me my shooting God. them, making noise, and then a pack of juggernauts comes in and finishes everyone off. Oh my God. What's a juggernaut? About, uh, it's the big, these like these really big fat dudes. Who like just, a tank? Yeah, basically just a tank. But uh, yeah, but the new update I like a lot. For what I've played. Other than that, I've played uh, Final Fantasy because the new update came out. I feel like uh, almost every episode Final Fantasy <laughs> comes up. Yeah, because I like Final Fantasy. No, no offense. It's it's a is cool thing. An, is there an issue? Such as the nature of the Greg. Hmm. Nature All of the right. Greg. Final Fantasy uh, 15's on Game Pass. I've been meaning to check that out. Yeah, uh, that was the first one I ever played, and I like that. Yeah. I'm um, trying to think. I don't think I played anything else. All right, cool. And uh, Flaska, I know you've been on mm-hmm. the State of Decay 2 train as well. Yeah, played a bit of that with uh, with you folks. And um, I've been playing that much stuff. I uh, Well, the first thing, I watched uh, season one of the HBO show The Leftovers. Oh, okay, that's the that. Damon Lindelof. Right. Yeah, I saw season yeah. one. Oh, okay. Um, the show is pretty well done, but uh, pretty depressing. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, <laughs> everyone's kind of unlikable. The atmosphere is kind of like uh, sad and confused. <laughs> um, nobody really communicates with each other. It's it's it's, it's depressing. That was a show. Was a good where... show. What's that? Is it a good show? Like, is it worth watching? Yeah, it is well done. I've heard that uh, the second season is supposedly like a masterpiece of television, but we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes, wow. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I only like, saw supposedly... season one. I, I thought that uh, after. So, uh, season. Did you finish season one? Yes. Okay. So, when I finished season one, I thought that it was just going to be a one season show because I thought mm-hmm. it, it kind of. <laughs> Even though there was there was tons of mystery left, I thought it just wrapped up nicely, like kind of beautifully, but uh, mysterious. And then uh, I never watched season two, but I heard that season two and and everything that comes after that is like 
phenomenal. And the show has one of the most satisfying uh, finales in modern television. I sure hope so, because I'm sticking with it, because of what people have said. Wow, that's, so I'll uh, let you know. that's crazy. <laughs> is it? Is, um, I know this is so, somewhat unrelated, but Lindelof, is he yeah. the guy who's behind the new Watchmen series? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I've been meaning to check that out. I don't I don't know if you've been keeping up much with the buzz about it, Flask. I have heard it is, the buzz. It is, getting, it is getting very similar buzz to what you're talking about with Leftovers, like... People I are originally, calling it like the 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 must see thing from last year. It's like whether or not you like it or not, it's something you have to see. Which yeah, I was not I've expecting at all from a Watchmen adaptation. No, sequel thing. no. that's. I mean, initially, I just was so turned off because I was like, "You're making, you're adapting exactly. Watchmen again to a thing." Yes, I was like, "I don't, I care. completely agree." <laughs> but then after hearing all the buzz, I am gonna have to check it out at some point because uh, you know, Watchmen. Yeah. Um. But the only thing I've really been playing, the only game I've played through recently is uh, Black Mesa. I did finish that. Oh, cool, cool. Um, oh, you finished it. So, yeah. like, the Zen portion as well. Awesome. Yes. How, how was that? I, I, I played through it uh, years ago before the Zen thing came out. But um, Right. I Well, first of all, I know Half-Life so well at this point that, um, like, up until the Zen part, I was kind of just going through the numbers. like Going, going, the going through the motions. Yeah. Right. Um, I'll just say Zen is fun. Um, it's super redesigned. Like they added a bunch of new stuff. Um, much greater focus on environmental puzzles, uh, navigating around open doors, and a lot of opening doors and plugging in cables to progress. For some reason, okay, a shit ton kind of like that. Uh, off the rails. I think is the mission that you do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. more even more than that. Yeah. And yeah. they they um they truncated like a couple of levels earlier on like oh, off the really? rails and surface really? tension yeah I I do uh, I, actually I do remember them changing those levels from yeah yeah I do remember I, that. I don't really like the changes they made to be honest to the game before Zen like uh some of the gameplay stuff is like noticeably different and in my opinion kind of worse okay. like it feels a little worse and it's been the years levels since I played it. The, the level redesigns are kind of questionable anyway um it uh for for zen it kind of goes on a little too long i think and I, i've seen that uh, sentiment echoed around the internet that it th- there's it feels like they really tried to um like over design or over uh oh, okay over over reach yeah i mean structure structurally it sits in the original half-life as like the last 15 percent of the game like yes it's 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 a very small portion it's like one level yeah it feels as long as the last like entire third of the game before that um yeah that's wild it it just like annihilates the pacing of the game it's fun to play through don't get me wrong but especially for the pacing of the entire so much i'm sure it's fun to like see the new thing but. Oh yeah, that's the nice part is that if you know Half Life, uh, it's definitely fun to play through like a new version of it, a reimagined Zen. Right. Um, it it's uh it's enjoyable, and I, I like the kind of like first person platforming stuff, solving puzzles, but there's a lot of it. So <laughs> as far as the pace of the you. entire product goes, it it does uh, do it a disservice, I think. Uh, it looks really good, though. Like a nicer version of uh, Half-Life 2. 
<laughs> that's cool. That's cool. And well, we talked about that quite quite a bit last episode. But props to those guys, regardless of the pacing or whatever, for making that thing. Yeah, yeah. for keeping it up for fifteen years yeah. until it finally a bunch actually of dorks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm also playing that game. Yeah, I think John is too, right? Or John? Yeah. Yes. I think we're about at the same same part. I got a little. I I thought it was. I was having a blast uh, at the opening of the game, just dunking on uh, nerd scientists, um, <laughs> just throwing chairs and garbage cans at them and burying them in, in debris. Um, you need help. It was fun, dude. I, I had fun, and then the the part I'm at right now, I, I kind of got bored. I feel like I've been in a sewer for hours. <laughs> That, I I know that part of the game. That it's just very bland. Slow. Yeah, the level design is like, yeah, it's just a little boring. I liked when I was in uh, in the uh, facility. That's that's kind of part of the point I was saying earlier about redesigning the levels. Is they kind of they added more stuff and changed the layouts a little bit, and I feel like almost uniformly it's it kind of ruins the like the atmosphere and pacing a little bit of certain parts. I don't know. It seems like it's for the worse, but maybe that's just nostalgia talking. I'm not sure. Hmm. Like, like I, I said, it's been long enough since I've played Black Mesa specific. Well, either or, really. I, I could not weigh in at all there. The original felt like refined somehow in comparison. Hmm. And also like chunkier. <laughs> that's not a good descriptor for for the quality of a video game. But Super chunky. Chunky. It's like a chunky peanut butter yeah all right uh flask you got anything else on your mind nope all right cool john what have you been doing recently friend hello uh hi well a little, little bit of a little bit of all uh playing black mesa a little bit fun good didn't play the original fun you know how do you know it was fun then fun well, I'm having fun so far. Oh. Uh, I did not bully the scientist. Instead, when things started going haywire, I amassed a group of probably like three people, and then they all got sent to their death when I met the first turret. I'll <laughs> <laughs> carry them in my heart forever, though. Uh, State of K2, got their update. I guess they pretty much described it. Well, actually, I'll get into a little bit more because it is a fun game. It's a solid seven out of ten game. The loop's a little repetitive, and there's really not pushing you forward other than like the narrative you make in your head. But here's the thing, man. It's like a Microsoft published game. You know what I mean? And I think they even may have bought that studio. Why isn't that game better? <laughs> I think I did not. I did not know that. I thought it was an indie thing. No. No, no, I believe the first one started as it maybe, and it was released on like the Xbox Live Arcade, like the Sony Arcade thing or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, they they got bought up. That's and it was sad. definitely published by Microsoft. Yeah, it's crazy. You think it would have so much? I mean, I I think there is. I'm almost sure it's confirmed. They're working on a third one, or there's a third one in the plans. But like, I mean, when the first one came out, they had like a blueprint for three games. And well, what was the first one? First one was just single player, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They called them something with a like class three and class four. Like, yeah, I think it was yeah, just like exactly. an MMO. 
but not that was before no Microsoft bought them. You know. Yeah, but I, I just assumed it like carried over. I don't know. Maybe well, I, I don't know. I just don't see like them doing an MMO now. Maybe like a, a much bigger game because this one's only four-player co-op. I could see them doing a. I don't know. Like a like a city, and you know, and right now you know you can't have like two of your friends' communities in one place. You can just pick one community and then you bring other people there. I guess the next progression I also would be feel having like different the, places. The four-player limitation felt a little strict for a game like that. Exactly right. It's, it's, it's very weird. It would be cool if you could. Uh, they would expand the community building aspect of the game. I think that's where they need to focus their efforts. I think they so need to focus you can... the efforts on making the zombies not invisible. Oh yeah, <laughs> common problem is uh, only the host can see certain zombies. It's like a desyncing issue, I guess. Jeez. But you can get attacked by them. They're very real and they hurt very much. You just can't hurt them and you can't see them. Hmm. That's so you, a gotta just, you gotta just run to the host and be like, "Save me!" I like to think of them, <laughs> little head cannon, as special infected, like chameleon zombies. <laughs> you know, that's what I. That's how I get past it. Yeah, you keep emailing Microsoft about that. And yeah, I, I keep bringing, every time we play. I keep bringing. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was chameleon zombies? There's a monster right there. They Shoot! Tell me no, but I think it's cool. Yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts on State of Decay 2. Fun, but like... it, it has so much potential. It's just not met. And it's weird for, I don't know, someone who has Something maybe, well, like. maybe maybe they didn't really care. Maybe they bought the studio and they just was like, hey, do what you, I don't know. Do what in, you in, already a game like, in a game like Project Zomboid or Seven Days to Die or something, part of what I enjoy about those games playing multiplayer is the kind of limitless potential for creating a stable uh, base or, or community of bases. Yeah. I feel like that's lacking from State of Decay. Yeah, I feel like they went half... Like because once you get your base down, like once you build the things in there, it's done. You don't really need to do yeah. anything else. Besides, like I think, what, every day you lose like one food and one medicine or something. I don't know, one fuel. But that's, like, that's actually nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so You wouldn't even notice it. Uh, it seemed like they wanted to go into base building, but they didn't want to like, intimidate people who didn't like base building so they just stupid yeah half-assed built it. a ceiling yeah I, I see what you mean by the potential though because i've only played it for a few hours but I, I i really like the system of having different characters that you play as and yeah when yes. that character's tired and you just cycle out to a different character and oh hey you cycled out of this guy later and he got injured but now you got to deal with that because he's the only character you have left i i, I really enjoyed stuff like that uh, that different system, characters have different attributes and stuff. Right. Like, that system is fantastic for that type of zombie game. It's a shame that all around the game isn't executed well. It's weird, too, because for some reason, the first one compelled me to like to complete it, and I enjoyed it the whole time. It seems like State of Decay 2 isn't really that different, but for some reason, it doesn't have that same feeling. Hmm. It's Kate. Well, yeah. Well, one kind of had like a narrative that was like pulling you along and like That's making true. you do different things. This one has multiplayer. Yeah, no narrative <laughs> except for like, all right. From my, I didn't even know this until I started like reading about the game after owning it for like a year. You know, the update would come out. I started trying to learn more about it. Is you you pick a leader, and then your leader has like an overall goal and there's like four different archetypes like a, a sheriff and a trader and a warlord and whatever and builder 
yeah, builder. But for all of them, you have to clear all the plague hearts, which are like these little mini, I don't know, boss battle little raids you do on a house. Clear this heart. You have to, do, no matter what your leader is, you have to clear all the plague hearts, and then you can do their mission. And it's just like, well, I don't know. It seems like a time waster, and it, it makes everyone seem like less unique. It's just filler. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a traitor. Why do I give a shit about? Like maybe if you're the sheriff or something, I can see you. Oh yeah, I'll take out the plague hearts, but. I'm a builder. I don't care about the fucking play cards. Yeah, that's wild. That I didn't. I didn't realize that. But that it, that is a strange mechanic to have four different classes that all do eighty percent the same thing. That's that is weird. Now the loop. Well, I mean, I guess the the payoff or whatever is that after you clear the play cards, you can do like your your leader's mission, whatever it is, like their specific mm-hmm. you know thing, and then after you do that. You can um, pick a number of survivors. Basically, you like destroy your settlement, and you uh, you get like a special bonus that you can carry on to your next settlement. And you can pick a few survivors that'll be like in the pool that'll show up. And then you're supposed mm. to start like a new game, you know, maybe on a harder difficulty. But so you it's have like a, new like game a plus type thing. yeah, yeah. But you have a bonus from that previous game. I and guess you're supposed to keep doing that. I have yeah, not that, yet done that. <laughs> I mean. I know it's kind of shallow to say, but as a guy who is experiencing it now for with all the updates for free from the Game Pass, it sounds like a type of thing I'm glad I wait until it's on the Game Pass to check out. Because it doesn't sound like a full product I would, I would be pleased with if I had paid $60 for it or however it costs. But yeah, especially because yeah, now it has even more. I mean, it has like the three DLCs or whatever that yeah. came with it. Yeah. At least it's enjoyable, enjoyable to play with my friends. That's like true. It is a good. I mean, that, that is great sauce for like some good times. Yeah. All right, John. Uh, what what else do you guys say to K two about it for you? Um, I think I've said my piece. Okay. Um, I've been playing Sega K two as well. We already talked about that. A little bit of Warzone, as same with, similar to with Vita. I've only played a few games. I am really enjoying it. The game I kind of want to talk about for a few minutes was Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Which you already here played game. that? It is a video game. I have not. So it comes from like the main guy behind Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And it's a Kickstarter game that in look and everything is just looks like a Castlevania game. Like it's just very thinly not Castlevania. And the story even is like not all that great, but the story is still basically thinly not Castlevania. Um, so as far as that stuff goes, I just wanted to get that out of the way because that's kind of stuff that doesn't impress me about the game. But it's a Metroidvania type thing with the main conceit being that you uh, get powers from monsters and as uh, drops. The more powerful the power that you can get, the more rare the drop. And these are shards. And there's something like five different types of shards and something like 30 plus of each well, not 30 plus of each different type, but of some of them, yes. So there's like probably hundreds of shards in the game. There's a lot of different customization there. Um, so that, that's kind of fun. And as far as the mechanics of like picking up an enemy uh, ability and using it, it's one of the better ones that I've seen, I think. <coughs> but Kirby what I kind of want to... Yeah, basically. you're. I think something... I do think you get like a special tree if you type in subtype of 
character name like Belmont or Richter or something like that. Mega Man Belmont, maybe. Um, the thing I wanted to highlight about the game that is like really weird is just how many different systems the game is running on. Because like what I just described, using the shards to go through the castle and explore like in Metroidvania, that's kind of like the main gameplay system where you're getting more moving abilities and unlocking doors, all that. But then the game has other things too. Like the game has quests that you can do. And the quests are generally non-offensive type stuff. Uh, non-offensive radiant type stuff. And when I say non-offensive, but actually they're not even radiant. They just seem like radiant because it's, it's, it's often like, go kill five of this monster over here. Hmm. But the reason why they're like fairly non-offensive is that you pick them all up in the same spot and you more or less do them as you're playing the game. And just to illustrate like the weird path this game will send you down. So some of those quests will give you a reward, say an apple okay and then you can use that apple to interact with the next gameplay system of creating food like the game has like a whole cooking crafting type thing and you do all this in the main hub and if you uh, create the right food you can consume it for stat benefits and then you can take it over to the next quest giver who is somebody who specifically just asks you to make different types of food and you can give that to her and she'll give you like a special type of hair and with the hair, you'll go to the special barber where you can change your character's appearance, where you can then go find like one of the weird chairs in the in the castle that only exists for you to sit down and pose to do so, and like stare at a weird Kickstarter portrait of somebody who's hung on the walls of the castle, which, regrettably, like they had to do something with Kickstarter's backers <laughs> instead of just like making cool gothic artwork. So like you'll see like these weird looking. 18 year old kids in like regal dress and that kind of thing and destroy their paintings. I don't know. I mean, there's like so many different things this game has going on for it. Though the fact that like it still feels very fun and engaging that all those things are working well together for me is a highlight for me. Um, I'm like eight hours in and I got to like the 60% map completion mark, which I was online last night when I got to that mark and I found a boss and I killed him before I was supposed to, and I got the bad ending to the game. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> you got a bad yeah. ending for killing a boss? Well, it's, it mirrors Symphony of the Night. Because in Symphony of the Night, if you defeat Richter too early, you don't get the real ending of the game. You only oh, get right. like, it like happens like halfway through the game. You get access to be Richter, but you don't want to be him too early. You have to do a few special things. So I don't know what it is in this game, but I'm going to do that. The biggest complaint gameplay wise I have all the exploration, all that's the boss design, all that. Like I haven't said much about it. It's all great. I love all that. I, I think the game is like a little too archaic with how it asks you to solve some of the puzzles because the main gameplay puzzles are, I just got this new ability. Now I need to remember where I could use that. Now I need to try to figure out how to use this ability with other things. But then there's a few points in the game where you'll get stopped uh, for making progress because of stuff like, oh, I have to take this item to this NPC, to that NPC, to that NPC to get this item. You know what I mean? Hmm. And it, re like, it requires you to remember a lot about the people you've talked to, about what's going on with the story and kind of that kind of thing. And like I said, I don't think that stuff is all that interesting. So I got kind of stumped 
once or twice when it's presented with those kinds of hurdles. But overall, I'm very much enjoying the game, and I'll give a final opinion on when I'm finished. That's what I heard, that uh, people were pleasantly surprised that it kind of fulfilled exactly what it set out to do. It didn't exceed that expectation necessarily, but right. it did achieve what it wanted to be. <laughs> as far as one of those, ca- which is just Symphony of the Night again, you know. Right. As far as one of those games types it goes, like Metroidvania's, I would still say Hollow Knight is like by far the best mm-hmm. um, of recent years, at least. But I think Bloodstain deserves like a mention up there. Uh, for being a really, really good one of those. They're really unique as well, and like I said, with all the different systems of juggles and everything. And Especially for being if you, a successful Kickstarter that is banking on the nostalgia for a like a PS1 game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like they had like one Kickstarter stretch goal, and this is just like the last I'll say, but and that they even said at the time they weren't sure if they would be able to do, but they would try to do a rogue, roguelike mode, and they've come out since and said that. With the way the game's structured, that's basically impossible. But what they're doing, what they did instead is they added like a randomizer mode that like sort of functions like a roguelike. So the, de- the devs are really cool and they work closely with the community. So I got that's a lot of respect for the game. But uh, quick mention other than that. Uh, Flask, have you seen Veep? Feels like a no. you show. That's okay. a Julia Louis-Dreyfus though, right? Yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays the Vice President of the United States. HBO uh, comedy just ended after seven seasons. Um, I'm on season two. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, not anything super special, I don't think, but it's uh, definitely a funny have on the background while I'm doing other things type show. All right. That's all I got. It's good. So I got a big question for Flask. <laughs> Flask, what games are coming out in the next two weeks? I only have small answers, Andy. I'm sorry. Okay, well let's start small then. <laughs> um, well, on uh, March 20th we have Animal Crossing: New Horizons. All right, I know Greg's getting that. Yeah, dude, can't wait. And uh, Eric. He's getting that as well. He's not with us today. Oh. Stuck in Sweden. What are you doing Animal Crossing? Is it like a Stardew Valley kind of thing? Crossbreed with animals. Crossbreed with animals? Sounds weird. Yeah. Sounds like something great to play. Graphic <laughs> animal sex. You grow, you grow things. You got a farm. Oh, how do you yeah, not, it's basically how do you not know what Animal Crossing is? How do you actually not know what Animal Crossing is? Cross paths with animals. Like, He's everybody. not a Nintendo drone. You know, you go, you take a little vacation. You walk around, you say hello to your friend, you catch some bugs. You yeah. get, you get, you're, you're, you get like a little town. You like fish around stuff. You get stuff for your house. It's like it's enough. It's a game. There's no real objective other than to get stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm not defending the game. It's co- cozy like little, it. like the Sims, like a Minecraft kind of thing. No, sure. you have, yeah. no, you have a town, and sure. there's a bunch <laughs> of neighbors that are animals that are different personalities. And you go it's around. It's not quite as open as you're Minecraft. Not, you're not an animal. It's not. No, you're a weird human with horns. Call of Duty. Oh. Um, well, and you go around and basically complete and different mini games to collect things. And uh, there's an economy run by a raccoon, 
and you sell and buy things for your house to improve your house and furnish it. And uh, you can give stuff to your neighbors and improve relations with them. And you can play with your friends. Is yeah. there a combat? Um, in this one, it kind of looks like there is, because there's like apparently a bunch of things that can uh, uh, fuck with you on the island now. Yeah, can your town get like invaded by? No, no. Vito. What the fuck? This is like a game. Are you? Very this is a battle game. royale. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey, actually, this is if... a game bullet storm. I think you'd really like. All action. <laughs> it's all. It's you all... can actually. There's actually guards who uh, will guard the gates in the original game, and you can tell them to. Uh, Go off the clock, and then people will uh, actually attack your village. It's crazy, man. That's kind of cool. <laughs> All the chaos. Like, yeah. Vito, Vito, I, I feel like Vito just needs to Google Animal Crossing to see like a 10 second GIF of it and then be like, oh, yeah, it's that. I feel like you know what it is. You just forget. Right nah, now. I know. I've heard of the game. I just never played uh, one of those games before. Is it multiplayer? Okay. Okay. This one? Yeah. So, oh, that's kind of cool. How many yeah. multipliers? How many players? Uh, I think this one is eight. I'm like the oldest man right now. <laughs> How many multiplayers? How many multiplayers? It's uh, eight eight, now. Eight people just chilling, kissing bugs. Hey, wow. Yeah. Fishing. Yeah, just killing, chilling, kissing bugs. I don't. Know, I didn't like uh, Stardew Valley or uh, is that the yeah, game I'm, I'm thinking I'm of? Stardew Valley. I'm not a fan of those either. Yes. I well, I like uh, I like farming games, which is funny because I actually hate physical labor. But uh, I like uh, Stardew Valley. I love Harvest Moon. I like a lot. Uh, those other games I like. Flask. Hi. What else is coming out in the next two weeks? On March 20th, as well as Animal Crossing, there is Doom Eternal. That's <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's going to be pretty cool yeah, as right, well. Right. And no pussy animals in that one. Yeah, you know, fucking pussy animals. Uh, pussy animals. There is. Now, yeah, is there bug kissing them. in Doom Eternal? Yes. Yeah, kissing with is. my shotgun. Dude. Super shotgun. My man. Dude, I can't wait for that game. Especially with my new computer. going to look at it in all its, its bloody glory. I still need to play Doom 2016. It's dope. It's good. You got me it for uh, Christmas, I think? Yeah. Remember that? I that was a mouse pad he got you. Nah, Maybe it was awesome. a Secret Santa or something like that. I think got something for Christmas? Not the Secret Christmas. Santa, I think, <laughs> that year. I think it was like two Christmases ago. Yeah. Uh, Alright. What's next, Flash? On March 23rd, we have Half-Life Alex. Am I, the only one that's probably, am I the only one that's getting that? John, are you getting it? Yeah, I'll probably get it. I'm gonna well, I want to play it. My, play it. My brother has an index, uh, the Valve index. I really want to try it on his. I actually just play. set up my VR uh, yesterday to play it. I don't have VR, but I really want it. The Alex, Half-Life Alex. Yeah, um, for sure. I have VR, Vito. Use your apartment money to get it. <laughs> yeah, but now I know if I'm moving, if I'm not moving. So I don't want to just like, buy a huge fucking thing right now and then have to move. Go to the beach house. Hmm. Yeah. Bitch house? Make it a VR house. Ooh. All right. On March 26th, we have Control, the Foundation Next. DLC. Hey Next. So, uh, I heard a little rumor that uh, in, in January, some reputable Xbox insider had leaked the games that were to be out on Game Pass within the next month or two. 
And he got them all down, except he said Control. Control's not been released. So people are thinking that they are holding off on releasing Control to Game Pass until after the DLC is released. Yeah. I'll so if true... Bucks first. <laughs> if true, check it out when it's on Game Pass. But it's yeah, definitely great, worth the money. Great game. Talk a whole episode about that game. Yeah, it's it's, so Foundation is uh, one of the is the first like actual DLC. Yeah. It's the first story DLC, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The first like real uh, sizable expansion to the game. Then I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. On March 31st, Persona 5 Royale. Royal. <laughs> ha ha! Dude, I cannot fucking wait for this. I'm what actually more excited for this than Animal Crossing. What is Royal? Hmm. Uh, it's uh basically they remade Persona Five and they just added oh, a bunch like of new gold. shit to it. Yeah, it's basically Persona Four Golden, but they added like a ton of shit to this man. They added like I guess you could I guess during summer now it doesn't just skip over it like you have a bunch of shit to do then. So I'm very oh, excited. Cool. Actual content, nice. Yeah. And yeah. And also, uh... go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was gonna say, my brother, he has Persona Five, and I asked him once, like, should I play this game? He's like, I really, really like this game. He's like, I really like this game. I think, you should, I think you would like it too. You should play it. But Persona Five Royal is gonna come out in a few months, and you should wait until then. Yeah, uh, I agree. And uh, long story short, I've kind of lost interest in that, and maybe I'll play it. Yeah, maybe Basically, the only people who play those games are who had shitty high school lives, and uh, they just want to relive <laughs> it. So, I'm, that's, that's why I'm very excited for it. I played through half of Persona 3 and got kind of bored, but I, I need to go back at some point. And, Persona uh, then, then play 4, I think it was, is one of my favorite, is probably my favorite one. The uh, That's what I've heard. People Japanese Scooby-Doo, as I like to call it. <laughs> Alright, and... Uh, also on one. 31st, Mountain Blade Bannerlord Early Access. I, I, I threw that one on there because I'm a big Mountain Blade Because you fan. are Mountain Blade, man. Yeah. Uh, I guess on that, I just got to say, like, that. we've been waiting a long time for that game to come out. Um, and I'm not at all trying to sound like a detractor to that studio. I think those guys do good work. And, but the fact that the game is coming out into early access after being in development for so long makes me definitely in a phase where I, I need to wait and see how this is going to do before I just buy it. I thought for a, yeah. long, for a while I would just pull the trigger on day one and play it, but I really think I'm going to at least give it a couple weeks to see what people are thinking about it. I, I'm, I'm definitely a bit nervous about the whole... Like what? What? What do we have after so long? You know, I really, Dude, I'm really curious to see where the product goes after so long. Good. That's what I'm worried about. I think it's this is going to be like a big shit show. Have, like, have they released a game since like Napoleonic Wars in 2007 or something like that? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't but have like, their wiki page um, in front isn't of me. Like, but isn't their country like backing them with this game? Isn't that, wasn't that like, isn't that like a thing? I'm Maybe. Where are they from? I'm, I'm, looking I'm pretty sure that that's true. Where are they from? Uh, shit. Off the top of my head. I don't even I don't. know either. It's Tail World Entertainment, I think. 
I feel um, like all you really need to do with a like another turkey. mountain blade game, oh turkey. I feel yes. like all you really need to do with another mountain blade game is make the same game, but just like up to modern standards in the, like quality. Uh, yeah, how do you I mean, how I, do you I think agree. they're gonna fuck it up? I think that they. I don't know how they're going to fuck it up. I don't. I don't really think that they. I'm not. Oh, not I'm specifically. Not, but, but, just like. Basically, what I'm saying is like feeling. with how big of a fan I am of Warband and the fact that this game has been in the development for so long, one would expect I would have a lot of hype about it. I'm actually fairly like at an extremely neutral place with it, mostly because of my reservations. Like they could very easily take out a lot of what made the single player campaigns fun and dynamic and interesting by like uh, focusing too much on the multiplayer aspects of the game for my liking, um, not making any substantial changes to the design of the first game would also be damning to me because I don't think it was a great game initially. Uh, I, it, there's been a lot of mods and stuff that have made it better and but, you know there's some weird stuff about the game that I hope they fix um overall I don't know I mean it, that game is one of those things where like if I, if you put down on a paper all you do in the game I would call it, I wouldn't call it fun you know but <laughs> I, I just gotta I, I love Warband and I got some red flag for me about Bannerlord here I don't know man mostly because think... of the long long development time and entering early access and like you said, Flask, like all they really had to do was just make the new game, the second, the second game, like just be the first game, but look prettier and be better, you know. But mm -hmm. most yeah. of my fun came from watching Kurt scream and uh, smash people with a hammer, and I get most of that from uh, Mordhau now. So it, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Mordhau has filled the gap for Bannerlord. I'm like, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, that's one thing too is that we do have some really good medieval games in the modern era, you know. I think what uh what Mountain Blade brings to the table though for me is like the uh building your personal sort of uh forces and then leading them in right attacks and stuff. Like that's really cool. So long as that is so long as that core loop there is reserved, which I'm sure it will be, I wouldn't I'm sure it won't be a quote unquote bad thing, you know. I just mm -hmm. don't I feel like there's a lot of fans who may be waiting for some disappointment coming. Well, I hope not. I hope not as well. For all our sakes. All right. Uh, we've gone a long while without taking off to a break. So why don't we do that before we come back for the news? I actually hope while I'm sitting down, a blood clot my forms in my leg, and when I stand up, it shoots to my brain and kills me instantly. Welcome back to the Broken Campfire Podcast. We're going to start with our news. Flask, hit the thing. News! <laughs> Alright. Everybody, it's with a heavy heart that I announced that uh, as we speculated on the last podcast after GDC was canceled, oh. it seems that Dana White has postponed all UFC events. For the what? Oh. Yeah, it was you know March Madness in NHL and on the, on the real E3 sports now canceled. Oh, Vita, you placed yeah, bets on right. that on Reddit, right? What's that? You place good bets on that on Reddit? 
Yeah, I, I uh, Wall bought uh, I bought puts on E three. Okay, good. So we talked about this a bit last episode, but um, it, it will be interesting to see if uh, publishers find it to still be all right to not have E three and have their games announced, and what that might mean for E three twenty twenty. Let's just throw in bets right now. Is E three twenty twenty, or sorry, is E three twenty nineteen the last E three? Oh, you think yes. that's the uh, the death knell for uh, for E threes for all E threes? If it was just this, I would think maybe not. But in the last couple of years, with companies pivoting towards doing their own version of the direct, Sony pulling out last year, you know, um, I think it's definitely possible. I mean, if Microsoft sets up their own direct thing and they decide that's better, like that's all of them, all the major publishers out of the trade show. In fact, yeah. I'm going to ensure that 2019 was the last one. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. Does anybody, uh, is anybody particularly upset? I don't give a uh, darn. Yeah, I really just I mean, don't care. I don't really well, care other always... than the fact that it's fun to get together and watch it together. Yeah, I was like, going to say, that's the reason. I, I enjoy the spectacle around it, like the, the week that it's happening, the discords and all that, watching it together. But I suspect they're still probably going to, like you said, do like the direct thing, so we can yeah. still get right. like a, I, you know, right. Left. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they just still did it around the E3 time. That, yeah, for, I, I I wouldn't be surprised either. The expectation is they're so hardcore that yeah, you know, I, and, yeah. and we are not at all the only people in the world saying what we just said. Like people love that. Like they're they're going to want to fill that void somehow. It's just pre-recorded directs are not going to have that uh, that funky live element that you're never quite sure what's going to happen and how that wrong it's going to go. That is true. You're, you're right. You're right. It's the Ubisoft the sitting, the sitting or whatever fucking minutes. bozo clown monster man they bring in. <laughs> like, what was the one? Who were you using last year? Were those one conference that where they, like, did a music thing in one room and then they had to move everybody oh, yeah. oh, to the other so room? Was so the, yeah. yeah. Everyone, please. They moved um, the whole audience? Yeah, everybody get up and go hey, to the main stage. Was badass. It was like twenty minutes where it was just filling air while they were moving everybody to the other room. Oh, that's so bad, it's so awkward. I mean, they might still do live shows, like uh, like is, is Microsoft's Direct or whatever they call it. Is that is there like a speaker on like a stage or no? It's just like a stream oh. of well. So typically, Microsoft has not done a full Direct type thing because. Um, they Microsoft has been the the most stable presence at E3. They just do E3 stuff. Uh, but when they do do their own direct thing, no, they, it's not a speaker. It's just like a uh, an ad reel kind of thing. Mm, okay. uh, they might. I mean, they. You know, who knows what's going to happen in the new landscape after 2019 or 2020? Well, like, like the right. Smash, like Nintendo has them, but those are all pre-recorded. But they do have a speaker. They give Sakurai he comes out. And- Right. It was just little blurbs about the characters and you know why they picked this and that. I'll, I'll yeah. live without a E3. Yeah. Yeah. I just want something to fill Todd's this. Todd's happy he doesn't have to worry about anything now. I That's feel true. like if you look at any kind of, of life my favorite games from the last couple of years, like very few of them are like big AAA games anyway. Like I mean, those companies. They were sometimes really... you see cool stuff at E3. Sometimes you do. It's sometimes. just cool to see like things you didn't games. expect. Right. Like 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 I don't know like Dragon Ball Fighters comes to mind like I didn't expect like an actual yeah. good Dragon Ball Z 
like you know Marvel vs. Capcom game. For sure. And uh, you get moments like the Keanu thing. That was that was fun. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I I didn't care about that. Yeah, I mean, I like Keanu. <laughs> I like his movies, but I, the whole celebrity thing that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I feel you. Alright, on that note, um, this dude says CD Projekt Red announced that uh, there's a new game, new Witcher game that they're working on. It's going to go into full production after Cyberpunk. It is not a direct sequel to, to Witcher 4, which echoes what they said in the past, where Witcher 3. they more or less confirmed that they were probably going to revisit the world, but uh, I think at the time they said it wouldn't be Geralt, that Geralt's story is done. So that that's interesting. That's I wonder... Yeah, I'm 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 totally fine with that, but I do wonder what that leaves for where they're gonna go in the world from there. There's other witchers, right? So other witchers, yeah. yeah no sure as interesting, but fewer and but fewer do they, all the time. <laughs> but yeah. do they want to do another witcher? You think, or maybe they want to do like Dude, something that would weird? Just be some random schmuck. Like they could do some random schmuck that for some reason gets like powers from interacting with a demon or something, or they could even like. Flush out a magic system and try to do like I was gonna a, say, a I'll sorcerer. Do a sorcerer. sorcerer. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Or you could play, yeah, like what you said, someone that maybe was cursed and has right. like special abilities. Right. You know, there's all kinds of inter, stuff inter, like that inter, in the story. I, the I, I get the. You. I would feel kind of, unless they did did it very, very well, I would feel kind of weird if they made a, uh, a Witcher game where the main character was a Witcher, but it wasn't Geralt. Like it would be very hard for them to do that in a way that made a person feel like it wasn't just a knockoff Geralt. Yeah, you know? they just wouldn't be as cool. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's why I feel like if they're not going to do Geralt like they said in the past, they're going to do something different, like the magic system or something else that we talked about. Maybe they'll do, yeah, like maybe they'll do range more. Have range. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like one one blurb in that uh one blurb in that article is that they said that. Every project that CD Projekt Red is working on right now is either a installment in the Witcher or Cyberpunk universe. So that's interesting. I think I, I was thinking I'd be okay with the game being uh, on the scale of like Witcher one or two. Yeah, I agree. They don't like have to make another Witcher three scale game, just like huge, humongous thing. But do you think they can go back to making a really solid Witcher two after Witcher three? Like, do you think that they can do that? I'd be fine and with it. I would be fine with it. But do you think they, most they fans would be? Yeah, actually, I do. Because a lot of people actually had a problem with how uh, big Witcher 3 was. And they felt kind of overwhelmed by it. So I think, okay. it, I think it would be okay to, like, pull back a bit. And uh, I think you satisfy a lot of people, actually. All right, yeah. I, I'm not saying no. I, I would love to see that happen. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So, uh, has anybody played Horizon Zero Dawn? No, I actually, I know you're gonna. Oh well, I actually refused. I played it. I played part of it and then stopped. <laughs> so you weren't you weren't a fan of it? it was interesting. I no, no, no. I actually I played the intro and I also stopped. <laughs> yeah, I. It's weird. So, it's not like I. I keep hearing this is such a good game enough. though. But I didn't play through. <laughs> I wasn't really enjoying it. Uh, I was. You, I felt very, at least the beginning was very slow. 
Oh, like very, very. Uh, Why do you hate shallow, women? But it was a bunch of shit going on that I didn't care about. Like the story didn't hook me. And it was, well, you know, and I think I got it right around the time uh, I got God of War right before God of War came out, and I was like, dude, this is so much cooler. Well, not that they're supposed to be like, one-to-one copies, but if you looked at them real close, real fast, you had both on screen, you could confuse them. Yeah. I was waiting, like I was interested in the game, and I just, nothing ever came of it. I was like, I don't really care one way or the other. Like, the game sounds cool, Robot Dinosaurs. But other than that, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll just play Ark if I want to play with dinosaurs. <laughs> well, everybody can get their second chance of the game. It's coming to the PC. Oh, oh uh, no. I actually I, do feel like I'm more likely to play through it same. now that it's coming. Yeah, I want you guys to try it now and tell us what you think. You're obligated I do think to pay uh, for it yourself. Well, I was like, well, I can two-hour it, if anything. No. It is interesting just because a major first-party AAA PlayStation title is coming to the PC. If I make Good. a lot of money, stock <laughs> Excuses market, I'll buy are dumb. Horizon Zero Dawn. Wait, sorry, what did you say, Vito? I said if my, my bet, my, my Wall Street bet pays off, I'll buy us all Horizon Zero Dawn. How about oh, that? Oh, thanks. All right, yeah, thanks. You heard it here first. Can I get a different one, Jim? No. no, I think you. I think you were about to say this, Flash. You know people what? are freaking out about this announcement. Yeah, people getting upset that it's not exclusive to the PlayStation anymore, even though it's been a couple of years since it released. And that is so just petty. More people playing it. That's a re for me, dog. <laughs> it's the console wars, my man. To them, it represents like their the the, the exclusivity system falling apart it's because a now like oh everything is everywhere. It's old. So now. Why even get a console? Your battlefield is Afghanistan. Yours might be Kuwait. Mine. <laughs> mine is Reddit slash gaming. Dude, <laughs> I just want, like, Persona to come over here to the PC. Spider-Man to come to the PC. I would get that. I would love Spider-Man to come to PC. I might I be able to understand game. if, like, you just, you just saved up and you just bought a system because there was an exclusive, and then all of a sudden it comes to, like, PC... <laughs> and, and you get mad. This game has been out for how many years? Is the end of like the PS4 years. life cycle, right? I mean, imagine if you were some dumb moron who bought an Xbox One for Dead Rising Three because they because they <laughs> said, "Hey, man, it's three never coming." Is it three? No, no, no. Horizon Zero Dawn three oh. years ago. Oh, but they're like, "Hey, man, this game is never it's." xbox exclusive and then like literally like three months later like it's coming to the pc you crazy bastard <laughs> and you're like got him and the only and literally the only time he's ever pulled out his xbox is to play gears of war 2 with uh someone he kind of likes as a person he's all right all right terms with that i gotta be an asshole right he just spent like 800 dollars to play gear or <laughs> Yeah, $800 to play Gears, like, eight years later. Yeah, I'd call him an asshole. I'd call yeah, him an asshole, an too. Asshole. Who are we talking about? Me. Oh. Okay. Well, I waited hey, until you know, midnight to buy that, and uh, look, the you PlayStation can't, 4. Look, some, some consoles are just bad purchases, and you can't always know that. Yep. I think the benefit really, of consoles is is that they are cheaper than building a PC and more reliable oftentimes if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you can just pick up and play it. And I do like, hate my computer. 
so much. All the time, I hate it. <laughs> when you know I got, what you get with a console. Yeah, when I got my PC, you know, I made the move to PC. I was late. You guys were all on the PC. And I got one, I don't know, it was like 2007 or something like that. Um, and I hadn't gone back to consoles. And then just last Did you say 2007? It was like 2007, yeah, I think. I think that's oh. when I got my, my old PC. What year was it? What year is it? 2020, you know? 2007, I was in, what, ninth grade? I don't think we started talking to each other until... I don't even think we done on that. We started talking in 2009 or 10. You're crazy. I think I pulled that year out of my ass. I don't remember when I... Whatever, you got... 1993. Corn pop. Corn <laughs> with the bad dude. You understand? My brain hurts. Um, it's right. My legs. No, no, you were, yeah, I think like, you got your you old computer in 2013. You get the, the gist of it, though. I, I, yeah, I would probably say, like, yeah, 2013. Yeah, last year I got a PS4 Slim, whatever the hell it's called, on sale. Oh, I didn't go for the Pro, huh? No, no, no. I just mm. got Slim. I don't see why it mm. matters at all. Mm. It doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you better well, than me. <laughs> See, uh, that's my 4K, dude. Fuck your 4K, bro. Um, yeah, but I got the Slim and uh, a couple of uh, PlayStation exclusives that are also on sale. And I think I disappeared from the Discord for a little bit because I was really enjoying it. And I was like, man, you know, consoles aren't so bad. It's just a package. It works. It's like a home entertainment system. I could sit on my couch and just sit back and play games. It's nice. So, anyway, it has it's some just, lure. Yeah. It's all about the exclusives. You don't have good exclusives, no point in getting the console. Xbox ain't the, got the, no exclusives. I feel like we've talked about this before, but these days it would be hard to motivate me to get a console that wasn't like the Nintendo Switch, where I feel like so it has such a unique gimmick that the cool games that come out on the Switch are not going to be ever going to come to the PC. You know what I mean? I just, I unless I need a home entertainment system. I think it would be hard for me to buy a console. Like, it would have to be the right situation if I need a home entertainment system and there's really good exclusives I want to play right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I guess I do use my PlayStation every day as a Netflix box. I don't have, like, a fire right. stick or anything like that. Dude, yeah, the PlayStation's fine for that. Yeah, fire same. Great. That kind of my, my TV has Netflix, like, built in, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you better than me. I literally only use the PlayStation for the weird anime games that come out. <laughs> like which ones? Uh, Persona. Go weirder. They don't get weirder than that. They go weirder. Uh, go weirder. He doesn't want to say. <laughs> next, next topic. Uh, okay. So there's a Silent Hill. So sorry, th- I posted this because I thought it was news news. It's speculation, but it's backed by a couple sources that people seem to think are reliable. Fake so, news. Skip. Uh, Silent Hill franchise reboot is coming. Uh, specifically, a Silent Hills revival is in the works. So, well, what this article is saying is that there's both. two. Yeah, is that there there is a silent there is a Silent Hill game in the works that is going to be the next game in the franchise, and there is speculation about. Konami uh, ah, okay, sort of sorry. M- yeah. mending ties with Kojima to try to yeah. get Silent Hills going again. Which I I won't I'll believe that when I see it. That was the part that made me 
think like, wait a minute, I gotta yeah. double check how reliable this is. But I mean, people seem to think that it's uh, fairly fairly well supported. So uh, that'd be pretty we'll crazy. See. I think I think the Silent Hill re- reboot um, comes attached with the original um, lead behind the game, the guy who wrote the game, the monster designer, and the sound guy for the game. So those three guys. Dude, obviously played a heavy hand in, in shaping the horror environment, so we'll see how well that turns out. Yeah, but I read a rumor that it's going to be a PS5 game, oh. and I don't want to get a new console. <laughs> that's uh, that's fair. It, All right. it would, I would hope for this, because it was stupid of Konami to just like stop everything in the first place. So. Absolutely. Obviously, it would be the opposite of stupid to revive it. And I like Silent Hill. So I, I love Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Me too. I love most Silent Hills. <laughs> so, um, Crunch Culture and Naughty Dog 2 over the last, or over Naughty Dog, at Naughty Dog over the last of us 2 is giving them some bad press recently. There was the big article that, um, came out that talked about the crunch going into the last of us two. There was some animator, basically a bunch of animators quit all at once. And some of them went to the press and uh, talked to Gotaku. One of them posted his thoughts on Reddit, um, which is that Reddit thing. I linked Jonathan Cooper, former animator, naughty dog. I'm just going to highlight a few of these things. Um, for the demo shown last September, the gameplay animators crunched more than I've ever seen required weeks of recovery afterwards. One good friend of mine was hospitalized at that time due to overwork. Uh, what Dang. what else? Uh, contract work is a huge part of the LA ecosystem to ship large games. Unlike game design, there's a thriving animation industry here, and seasoned animators can often choose their project. Most of the contract story animators quit last year, which is what he's referring to here. Basically, they require people to work such long hours and they sign people onto contracts that last for several projects at a time and they just re-up their contracts without ever employing them so they don't get healthcare benefits or anything. And it's a turn and burn type of environment. One stat I saw in one of those articles is that (coughs) 70% of the designers that didn't have an executive role on Uncharted 4... I've quit the company since. Wow. Seventy percent since Uncharted Four. That was in twenty sixteen. Yeah, he mentioned. Uh, I think he mentions that they have a problem. Like he's talking about Last of Us Two at one point, and he says, um, "You know, don't be worried. When it comes out, it's going to be great." But a more senior team would have released it a year ago because basically, exactly, no yeah, has a problem with talent retention. It's exactly. so sad that yeah. this is a story we're hearing about, like every major company. Yeah, games like people who are are passionate about video games are being taken advantage of. Uh, yeah, yeah. It you almost want a different like, light on. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say you almost want like The Last of Us Two or something like that big to just fail as like a big fuck you to the whole crunch culture, but also, yeah, it never will. Who gives a shit about The Last of Us 2? What? That too. I do. Why? Why? Yeah. 
Did I you like play Last the first one. one? I thought the first uh, one was great. I thought it was amazing, uh, and I thought the ended story great. ended great. Why do I want? I feel like more is just gonna retroactively ruin anything they did before. If anything, I, I would hope it was different characters. Yeah, yeah, me too. yeah, different yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. A different Give part of the prologue. world. No, you're just the, so much. the Walking Dead over again. I th I think that they're gonna do great. I think the I, story. You know what? I'm really excited because I thought Last of Us One had such visceral, really interesting combat and moment-to-moment -moment gameplay. And I'm really excited to see that uh, updated. You know, for. Uh, all right, Kurt. In 2020. What? Is that what something Kurt would say? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really... It would, yeah, no, I, I agree with... You want, I agree you want with like, super different. visceral updated combat? Seems, I don't know. Dude. I just thought it was the coolest combat. It was, like, super Yeah, brutal, I agree. I, agree. I thought it was really cool combat. I don't know. I don't Stealth. want to... Like I said, <laughs> I feel like the story, it was it was a cool ending. It was a cool wrapped up. Like, the, didn't need, there didn't need to be any more. No, I agree. Away. It was good. Boom. It definitely it is, like is a com completed story. Probably doesn't need a second one, but I do trust that they're going to do a good job. It's because it's Naughty Dog. They have such a great track record. They uh, haven't released uh, like a bad game. So. Dude, I would my, say some of those Uncharted games, while not bad, were definitely. Uh, I didn't really enjoy the Uncharted games, but I get what people like. like exactly. All right. Well, well I would that, say that's Uncharted one. Thing one that's is, these articles too is they focus test the shit out of the game so much. You guarantee that what they release is not going to be a quote-unquote bad game, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know what that means. Does that mean right it's not going to be ambitious? A bad game. Great, I, like that. Having I, I didn't spikes like that. of goodness. It's just flattened out into like a homogenous, yeah, yeah. general, like a homog non-offensive, you know, type of thing. I, I got number four, Uncharted Four, with my PlayStation when I bought it, and. uh it's the only reason I played it, because, like, well, I guess I got it for free, I should play through it, but it, it was, yeah, like I said, it was just there. With no, like, like I, I enjoyed Uncharted 2 and 1, I didn't play number 3. You know, they had high points, and, like, the action was cool. This one, it, I don't know, it just felt very boring. Like, run here, shoot this, run here, shoot this. My coworker offered it to me for free, and I uh, turned him down. Yeah, I would have turned him down. <laughs> oh, remember Sully... Yeah. All right. I was gonna. Oh, say, I was gonna say. Um, the, the talking about thinking about crunch culture kind of sheds a different light on. I mean, we talked about this, but it sheds a different light on uh, the the CD Project like news that they're going right into a Witcher game right after Cyberpunk. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we, we have discussed them as well in regards to this. Yeah, they had a problem, right? Same thing. They probably still do. They do. They do. It's they just, did. Uh, they it's do. Just rampant in the industry, I guess. Uh, you know what's crazy? Everyone's. What if Cyberpunk's just a huge flop? I almost want it to be a huge flop. Everyone's already counting it as like saying, a ten man. out of ten, like the next greatest. They're already like, oh, we're working on the next one. We already know. I just feel I, like it's gonna flop. I. I don't think it's going. I think it's gonna like do first, great. But since I, the first trailer, I, I have this feeling that it's just not gonna be that good. Since the first gameplay videos. Yeah. I'm probably bugging. I think you're bugging. Like, I understand it's it's natural to like react to the type of hype that game is getting, and just kind of like assume it's not going to be as good as the hype, and it probably won't be as good as the hype. But like, it's hard to imagine with how many resources they put in this game and who the developers are. They've never made a bad game, and all their RPGs get better and better. 
it's hard to imagine it's not a good game, you know? Whether it's going to be the game of all time, who knows? Probably not. Although after its scale that we can sort of see coming, uh, yeah. probably th- that's another reason why, like, I was thinking it might be nice to have a smaller scale Witcher game afterwards. Just cause, For sure. Like, okay, Witcher 3 and then Cyberpunk and then, okay, let's settle down a little bit. Yeah, that would be cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all the news we have. I think we have a bit of time for one or two listener questions. So, uh, Flask, you want to check our email real quick and read out the first question you find? Yeah, sure. Let's see. um... Email us at brokencampfire at gmail.com. Yeah, let me just pull that up right now. All right, I'm almost. I gotta put in the password. Oh, it's All a right. lot of typing to get to the email. Yeah, no, it's just. Um, hold on, dude. Hold on. Authentication. All right, yeah. First question: uh, What's your game of choice for eating up a lot of time? Oh, and who's that come from? Let me check that. <laughs> Anonymous. Oh, all right. Game of choice for eating up a lot of time. Yeah. In light of this coronavirus mm. era, what uh what what game would you guys recommend to uh to uh to use up some of that quarantine downtime? I almost feel like What's bad that? for playing games like this, but like I don't bad saying I feel bad for playing games games like this is not the right way to preface it at all. But I like to play RimWorld sometimes just to eat up a lot of time or hmm. or sometimes Crusader Kings 2. Basically like games where you like g- can get really sucked into micromanaging a loop and there's an emergent story that's been told along the way. Those kind of games can like really just suck away my time. I used to have a thing where I would download The Sims 3 and play it like all weekend obsessively. <laughs> Dude, I would do that. And then at the end of the weekend, I would uninstall it. And I would just not play it for months and months and months. And every now and then I would get that itch and it would just, all all my time would go away. RimWorld did the same, not quite the same thing to me, but I was staying up late on days where I shouldn't have been staying up late playing RimWorld before. That game can grab me like that too. Uh, For me, it's just got to be, first off, what is this time you speak of? I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> well, you're you're not in quarantine yet, so. Not yet. Um, but uh, look forward Red, to it. Red Dead too. I could just walk around and free roam and. Oh, that's a good one. Doing, don't have to do anything. I don't even have to do missions. I could just explore and look at how pretty the game is. I could do that for hours. Buy some gold bars. Yeah, of course. Buy some gold bars. Buy some shark right. shark cards. <laughs> right. Anybody else got an answer for this one? Uh, I have a few. All right. Like, uh, like you said, I've done the same thing with uh, The Sims. I've oh, also yeah, done dude. that with uh, Fallout 4, where I've installed it for a weekend, uninstalled it, because I was like, I don't want to fucking play this shit anymore. <laughs> like, I literally did that recently, because I think last week I talked about how I downloaded Fallout. I was like, dude, I'm enjoying yeah, dude, you, it Yeah, you had a whole thing on it. And literally the day after I uninstalled it, I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> 
That's awesome. But uh, other than that, like uh, Jurassic World, I spent like literally like is that two the weeks. what? That's the That's Jurassic the Park you... Rancher game. Yeah, right? it's basically where you build yeah, your own dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. I watched you play a bit of that. Game. That game seemed cool as fuck, dude. That game was literally me coming home from work and just sitting in silence building a dinosaur park. Like Hell for yeah, like dude. literally two weeks. But other than that, uh, Final Fantasy. I spent oh, yeah. uh, four hours like the other night trying to learn how to play Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. That's awesome. Well, my uh, my moment to moment time waster is Rocket League, which I play all the time, just like huh. whenever I uh, have some downtime. I, mm-hmm. I really love it. Um, I, I love it because it's like you don't have to think at all. It's just a purely skill based experience. And you oh just, yeah, dude. It's it's only like I, uh, five minutes at a time, so you're just going 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 over and over. Um, yeah, I'm not that good at it, but um, and then I, I yeah, uh, for for like uh, longer form time wasters, I tend to like uh, games where you uh, construct something. So like, um. I've had periods of Minecraft and uh, like Terraria and oh sure even, yeah even like Subnautica um, games like that where you're working towards making yourself more uh, I guess safe or secure and uh, yeah more more able to you know like face the world and um, uh, you're building up your own little empire sort of thing. Sorry, I can't play Subnautica. Why? It was heavy though. Scary Vee, water. Vee's afraid of the deep blue. Dude, what is uh, up yes. with you, freak? <laughs> it's Dude, a game. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a freaking video game. Uh, John, John, I've, I've heard you. I've heard you scream in video games. But I still play them. I mean, I understand that. That's true. I do play video games like that, but like real life, dude. Nah, hell no. I'd never do that. John, that's the difference between being a victim and not being a victim. Amen. Right, John else got As the king of Keeley, I decree never be the victim. Stop being a baby. Anybody else got a favorite time waster type of game they want to talk about? Nah. Alright. All right. Like, uh, <laughs> XCOM's always a good one. Kind of like um, turn-based strategy game, you know. Max sure. a waste yeah. time. Nah. All my time is uh, very accounted for. I have a short attention span. Like a lot of times, I'll, I'll start a game up and I'll play the first chapter, and then I'll just never play it again or go to a different game next time. I get you. I have the problem. All right, uh, Flask. We want to maybe pick out one more question before we end the episode. Okay. Um. Looking for a good one here. Yeah, there's hundreds. Please, just pick one. What game have you been meaning to get back to forever and just haven't? And why? I got to answer uh, for this one. I, it's uh, uh, Dragon Quest yeah, Builders 2. I oh, had yeah. an itch to play a building game. I was really loving it. I was enjoying it. I wanted to build up my bases. And I got to this point in the story where the whole game just slows to a crawl. And Can I just... guess? Yeah, go The ahead. prison. 
Yep, it's the prison. <laughs> this, this whole game, you're just going from point A to point B and just building and learning and you know getting new equipment and materials, and then it just slows down. You're at a prison for part of the story, and you just you can't do any of that. You just have to you walk to the uh, fucking next point, and you walk to the next one. That sounds it's terrible. so goddamn slow, and I just I haven't played it in like a few weeks. Man, nothing's more infuriating where you have a game that's like based around a certain like mechanic, and then there's a section of the game that just takes it away from you. I agree. It's like the old Sonic games where you're supposed to go fast, but then this level you have to wait for the elevator yeah. to go up. Oh yeah. Or even something like Red Dead, where chapter three or whatever it was, where five, five, or just destroys the open world gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess my answer to that would be uh, Disco Elysium right now, <laughs> just because I I played that game, I loved what I played with that game. I have seriously no complaints. Then I just fell off that game, wife or whatever, got busy with other things, and every almost every day it's just like in the back of my mind, like oh, need to go home and play the game, need to start a new playthrough. It's but almost, almost to the point where it feels like it's like work at this point, the idea of starting a new playthrough, just because I I know, I don't know, I enjoy that game, but I, I've, I'm i away from it long enough that I know I'm going to have to like replay it now, and like and all the things that I've already played, but I've only played like one day of it so far, so. That's it's, it's actually kind of interesting that I, I did not finish that game immediately, because I kind of like was immediately super captured by that game and played it for all of like two or three days and then did not continue. Get that body done yet, Vito? Just end the podcast right now. I'm fucking done. <laughs> My, uh... You know what you gotta get it down. Uh, by the way, I just want to say, uh, I did get the body down on day one. Nice. Whatever. You're not better than me. Body's not, be better than not going you. anywhere. The way I'm going to get it down is I'm going to let it decompose and then it's going to fall down on its own. Oh, it's going to get yeah, hurt. Sounds like a great way for a body in like a public swinging area to be handled. Just don't handle it. That's the decision. You just don't do it. I was going to slip Kuno a couple bucks. Why don't you just cover it in birdseed if you don't let the birds carry it away? That's a good idea. Maybe they'll just eat it and it'll disappear. Yeah, there you go. Or, or maybe I should get some balloons, like attached to balloons to the body. Did I ask you a question, Vito? What's up? Did you uh, did you pull a gun on Kuno? No, I don't. No, I didn't pull a gun on Kuno. I don't have a gun. All right. You have a gun? You know, punched him in the gut though. Oh yeah, I did uh, not. I knocked his ass. Out. One of the ways that that interaction <laughs> can, can go down for, for anyone who's is, not played uh, Disco Elysium. You can you can request Lieutenant Kim's gun to shoot down the rope, and. If, once phone. you get the gun, you could point it at Kuno, and I think Kim freaks out. I knocked a hooligan out of him. I turned him into a respectful civilian. Did Kim say anything about that? He was a little uh, upset about it, yeah. <laughs> you and um, Lieutenant Kim don't seem to get along very well. We get along in a weird way. All right. He understands me. Uh, the game that Rio, I've been you... looking to get back to... I was gonna say you gotta have a good answer for this one. You got no time. I'm in the same bucket with with Disco. Uh, also, like, I can't play that game when I'm in the Discord with all of you guys because I need to be reading and everyone's talking, and you guys just don't shut up. Um, 
no, nah, but uh, that's one of them. But the Witcher 3, uh, Blood and Wine DLC, I've just been trying to beat it forever. But every time I get in, it's a similar situation. Where, like, I have no idea what's going on every time I hop in. Same. It's, it's been months since I played it, and I just get mm-hmm. discouraged. And I, I, I usually, I'm not kidding, I like, turn it on, load in, and then start a mission, and I'm like, fuck this. And I just exit. I've, I know that exact feel. I mentioned mine earlier in the episode, actually. Yeah, Persona 3. I made it like halfway mm, through. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, th- I feel like that happens with JRPGs with me sometimes because because their length is often quite great. It, it can be hard to stick with something for so long unless it's really, really good. Yes. Uh, All right, yeah. Mine's oh, probably yeah. uh, Stardew Valley because I want to play that again. But the person I was playing it with just kind of disappeared. For a while, hmm. I'll play like, with you, dude. Dude, I play. I want to fucking play the new uh the Stardew Valley expanded. But other than that, uh, probably God of War because I never fully played that game. But I also kind of don't the 2016 one or whatever. The, or no, yeah, which, not, whichever not one John it was loves. A ten out of ten. Yeah, he was. He was telling me, and I'm like. Oh wow, dude! <laughs> That's like really cool. And he asked me what part I was, and I'm like, apparently I have like I'm at like the tutorial part of the game still. Like I just turned the bridge. Mm. If I remember, was the last thing I did. Yeah, you ain't nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, dude. I have hundreds of other things to play. All right. There's so much. Anybody else so got an answer much. for that one? All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Other Outland Raiders, survivors of the post-2019 New World. Um, If you listen to our podcast and you enjoyed it, why don't you tell us about it on iTunes? Give us a 5 out of 5. Then after you're done with that, send Flask your questions at brokencampfire at gmail.com. Where we'll read all your questions and discuss them, and you know we'll really like you as a person. I won't. What's our rating now? Flask. What? What's our rating on iTunes? Uh, uh, two. Two. Two hundred and five. That ain't bad. Two hundred five. Thrundy. All right. Okay, I can deal with that. Um, What's the set of five? I'm, you know, it's a five out of five podcast, so that I assume that's why the rating is because the world is just. Um, after you're done telling us what you think about the episode, uh, we got a special message for everybody here. Hey, one of our podcast hosts is a really lonely fella. You can make him feel a little bit better by sending him compliments on Twitter at Garquin93. <laughs> mm. Did you just say I'm lonely? I stopped listening to you. What'd you say? Did you and uh, and uh, you can lonely. catch our you can catch Holy. our digital video Holy. content at youtube.com slash broken campfire. Where I don't think we've had anything new recently, actually. Yeah, we have. We, there's been, uh, I mean, the Life is Strange 2 stuff went up. Uh, Rev 2 stuff has been going up. Where's that final Fatal Frame? Okay. 
Uh, currently, it's lost to the fucking time stream because of problems. it's a podcast. I thought. Oh yeah, <laughs> basically yes. Right now. All right, but uh, send uh, send the King of Keeley. Use the same emails earlier. Your opinions about his subway decree and other fast food places you might like or want banned from our perfect podcast in Utopia. And as always, Brendan, why don't you close out the episode? Thanks for joining us and have a good night.